I'm comedian Timmy Boyle, and this is the greatest live Instagram comedy experience that nobody knew about. March of 2020, I just arrived home from tour when COVID-19 shut down the world. So despite being severely technically challenged, I started a daily live Instagram show right here from my living room. Because how hard could it be? And how long could a pandemic last? Apparently longer than five months. So now, a hundred episodes later, I've called comedians as diverse in experience as they are in style from all around the world to discuss comedy, life, and, well, whatever. I had no goals, which was a great idea. I avoided tech checks, which was a bad idea. And I eventually wore no pants. The jury's still out on that one. And my OJ, over 150 days, transformed from refreshing drink to rancid mystery liquid right before our eyes. It was a random, free-flowing, hilariously messy ride into the minds and backstage lives of entertainers where anything could happen, and did, including a trip to a goat farm. Overcoming a lack of direction, resources, and tech ineptness, as well as multiple zombie cyber attacks, a project not expected to last even a week soon developed into a must-watch show like no other. But don't take my word for it. See for yourself, right here, on another episode of Calling Comedians in Quarantine. Is that it? Did we get it all? Awesome. Hey everybody, um, it's Timmy Boyle here uh, in my living room. Um, going live for uh, the sixth day in a row. This is episode six of Calling Comedians in Quarantine. There are um, three C's in that Calling Comedians Quarantine. Um, we've got, oh, look, Mike Goodwin already jumped right in here. Mike, so glad to see you. I'm going to be bringing you into the show in just a few minutes. Um, thank you, though, for those that are starting to come in here. We want to say hi to, uh, uh, what, Ski Prussel? Skip Prussel? You never tell with these names, folks. But listen, tonight we're in for a great show. We've had uh, five amazing comedians that I've uh, called over the last five days here while in quarantine here in Ontario, Canada. Um, viewers from all over uh, North America checked in last night. We talked to Leland Claussen. And um, quite frankly... We don't have a stage to do this on, so I decided I don't understand technology, so I'm just going to start something like this, and uh, every day until this quarantine ends, um, I'm going to call a comedian, and we're going to talk about comedy and life and whatever projects they might be working on. I found out today, though, that uh, up here in Canada, um, people are starting to talk about we could be in quarantine for... 18 months. I seriously hope that's not, uh, that's not true. What is that? Manchester, New Hampshire, what? Manchester, um, uh-oh, what did I just do? Oh, Manchester, New, NH, is that New Hampshire? Is that what that is? Right, it could be. All right. Well, listen, folks, um, wherever you're from, uh, just understand this. This is a big part of why, why social media is so amazing, that in a time like this, um, could you imagine, like, during, like, the Spanish flu or however back you want to go, even back to SARS, I don't know, did we have social media back then? doesn't really matter. 
anyways, the point is, is that even though we're quarantined in our own homes, we have the opportunity to, uh, to chat about life with people from all around the world and then allow people to come into that conversation too. So, um, Kelly's Green Lounge, we have a 12-year-old comic ready for your call. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so um, we're gonna we'll, uh, we're gonna connect with Lion. Sometimes let's set up a, let's set up a time that we'll connect with Lion. Um, I know that twelve year old comic, and uh, yeah, that would be a that would be a good call. So I uh, hope you guys are watching tonight. But uh, let's bring in uh, let's bring in Mike Goodwin here, shall we? If he's still on here, and let's start off this show. It's episode five. Think of quarantine, Mike Goodwin. Are you there? Let's see what let's see what we got. There he is, Mike. Timmy, how are you, man? Do we? Hello, we have a delay, my friend. I think so. I think we're good. We're good. We're good. So good to see you, man. It's been it's been a little while, but I'm glad that you're here. Thanks for having me. Hey, are those new glasses? Yeah, they may be. <laughs> Maybe? Like within the last the last decade? How, how do you want to define new tonight? <laughs> right. They're new to you, Timmy. Beautiful. Fantastic. <laughs> yeah, Thank you. You're, uh, you're on the sixth episode of Calling Comedians in Quarantine. Oh. Um, how is your quarantine going? You've been stuck in your house? No, man. I, uh, I go outside sometimes. Uh, Sometimes. Check the mail. How far you gotta walk through the mail? I run around the neighborhood a little bit. Well, you are in good shape. I do know that. <laughs> um, tell, wait, tell you got you got a, you got your whole family in there though, right? You got you have a, a couple kids. Two kids. I got a daughter, thirteen, and a nine-year-old son. How and are they? How are they? How are they handling being at home? I think they're doing much better than I am. They're keeping you sane? Because they're typically home anyway. If they're not at school, they would be home. So You don't you don't homeschool? No. Not no. at all. <laughs> not but, at all. And I think I, I think it's a little disrespectful for the people that have their kids home now, saying that they're homeschooling. They they're not they're not homeschooling. <laughs> they're just holding the children to the school opens back up. <laughs> they're not I, you, you know what you know that I homeschooled my kids, eh? Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So my my youngest now is still here at, at at home. But yeah, I think that's true. It's like you can't. I got knocked for like I don't know, fifteen years for homeschooling my kids. Now all of a sudden, everybody's like, "Oh yeah, we're all homeschooling our kids." All of a sudden, the school system doesn't matter. <laughs> You're not homeschooling. You are uh, holding the kids until school opens. That matter. <laughs> I asked my wife today. Uh, did they sent some emails. Hey, what's this boy supposed to be doing? Because he just want to play Nintendo. And I'm like, first off, you got to get out your pajamas. The boy's in his pajamas all the time. <laughs> and I'm like, if, if it's not pajama day at your school, you need to get on some regular clothes. So are you okay with the fact that um, I'm currently not wearing pants? I haven't worn pants for days because I'm not going anywhere. Is that all right? Well, you're an adult. You can do what you want to do, Tim. Like, and we can't see it. Uh, I see him. He's walking around the house. <laughs> if, if you over here with no pants, we have a problem too, Tim. But you okay? All right. Well, I'll, I'll stay on this end. <laughs> hey, um, 
Somebody asked for my family. They, they're doing great. Beauty indeed, I think. I missed the... Hey, do, do, you know, do you know these people coming in here? I'm sure I do. I, I, I don't Chris, know them by their names. Like I know them by their real names. I don't know them by their, by their labels. Beauty indeed. I, I don't know who Beauty indeed is, but I probably know Jessica will, Smith. Like I know who that person is, but right, I don't know these, I don't know these titles. She knows you. She's even got your wife's name in there. Birdie. I know Birdie. Yeah. But I don't know Beauty indeed. Birdie. I went to church with Birdie. She's the sister of a, a guy I grew up with. Well, we grew up together. She's just a little younger than I am. But if she hadn't said Birdie, I wouldn't have known. I would have just been like, Beauty <laughs> indeed. The, the names are weird. I always I want to address these people, but I don't know like funky, funky hum, monkey. I don't I don't know. I don't know how to say that properly. Right, right. Skip saw me in Boston. That was a good show. I remember that show. I think we were at the, like the Kodak Center, maybe Skip. It was a weird venue because it, it looked like it was like a place like a like a coronavirus fallout shelter type place. Like you could house people there, but there were there were nobody there anymore. It was just empty buildings. <laughs> if I'm thinking about the right place, I might be thinking about Baltimore too. Hey, other other than the fact that that um, other than the fact of the financial hit, are do you do you already miss? The fact that you're not going to be able to go on stage for a little while here. Yeah, money aside, like, I want to go, I can't even go to open mics. Like, I can't get up and tell jokes. Like, that's very, it's very painful. Yeah. Medford, it's yes. Medford, was that the Kodak Center? It looked very depressed, not the city, but the area in which we were performing. Because I ran around it, and it, there were like guards. And fences is very scary. I yeah, I want to tell jokes, Timmy. I got ideas. I got I got concepts. I got stuff. I need. Hey, Skip. Bam! Look at it. I am Wait, orange are, theory are you, disciple. Are you, are you rocking somebody's shirt? Orange theory. That this is uh this is my workout situation. <laughs> and I, I, I'm probably more depressed that I can't go to Owens Theory. That's what I'm. I'm virtual open mic. Yeah, I don't yeah, like he, nothing about that. I don't like that at all. There's nothing not about the a virtual open mic. It's not the same. My life, um, when I'm not on stage, this is what I do. It's been kind of depressing to find out that my life hasn't changed much. Like, I, I, I stay away from people. I stay at home. I, I do work on the computer. So, like, Without going to the stage, like my life hasn't altered much, and it's kind of made me a little bit depressed to know that I was that isolated. <laughs> so you were already social distancing. You were already. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Once once I do once I leave a show, like I'm done with people at that point. <laughs> so, but but you got a wife. You got kids. <laughs> you got grandchildren. What are you talking about? My son. My son, my son is almost eighteen. He he lives down the hall. I I don't think I've seen him in weeks. <laughs> hey, he Jason Earls, my man. It's me. Hey, Jason Earls. Hey, man. This is so cool. Well, thanks for every look. Everybody's coming in here. Uh, Mike, I want to ask you one one thing in particular here, and I want to just thank everybody who's showing up here. This is episode six of Calling Comedians into Quarantine with Mike Goodwin. Um, Today is Mental Acuity Monday. Is that how you pronounce it? Right. Mental Acuity Monday. And, and you do that like every Monday here on Instagram, maybe on Facebook too. But, 
but I, I've thoroughly enjoyed it. But tell people what Mental Acuity Monday is and, and, and what was today's word? So today's word was immutable. So immutable means something that is not going to change. It's immutable. Uh, like hopefully our, the coronavirus situation is not immutable. I think that hopefully that we will be back <laughs> to business as usual. But yeah, what happened to him was uh, I like words. You know, I'm a comedian, so I find words to be quite fascinating. And I run across these words that I'm like, I don't hear these words used regularly. So right. when I see those types of words, you know, because my, my pastor, I've heard him say, you know, people say, oh, you have a big vocabulary. You go, oh, it's a big word. And we, when he somebody says that, he's like, you don't, I don't have a big vocabulary. You just have a small, I forgot. I'm messing up the, uh, oh, he's like, that's a big word. It's like, no, that's not a big word. You just have a small vocabulary. So I try not to use big word. I try not to do that. And I, I want to be as authentic to myself with social media, you know, cause I'm, I'm like a generation X person. I, I didn't get the internet till I was in college. So right, yeah, yeah. It's, just, it's not second nature to me to just, even what we're doing right now, I, I'm going to enjoy this, be a great conversation. It's probably something I should be doing, but I'm like, nah, I'm good. So I wanted to provide content, but I wanted to be authentic to who I was. And I was like, okay, I like words. I can put a story to a word make a funny point, teach a lesson, and it's all good. So that's kind of how it came up. I used to call it, it used to be like word of the day, but then I felt like you need to do that every day. And I was like, I'm not going to do one every day. <laughs> so I needed to like get one day. So I came so, up with Mental Acuity Monday. It is awesome. I, I enjoy words too. I mean, I, 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 I like, what I love about working with comedy is that it matters the word you use and even where you put it like it's amazing what that difference is eh? right right and that's the beauty of the craft like figuring out you know like i got a joke right now that i'm doing and i talk about how when i was a kid you couldn't google words right you had to look it up in the dictionary so i used to do that joke and i just that that was where it stopped and then I was like, well, what word would be a good word to put in that joke? Yeah. So I came up with the, I came up with the word elephant. And so the joke is, <laughs> I spent four weeks in the dictionary in the L's looking for elephant because elephant sounds like the first letter is L. -L. And so. Wait, hold on one second, Mike. Are you telling me that that's not how elephant is spelt? <laughs> I spit. And, and so the joke so that, that's what the word so the joke is like what was the word so elephant had to become the word and then I kind of played around with how long should it be so I came up I say four weeks instead of a month because a month isn't funny like I spent a month looking through the L's for elephant that's that's not fun that's kind of funny but four weeks makes yeah. you like, man, that's a long time. And I'm kind of thumbing through the pages, looking in the L's. I'm like, I see leprosy. I don't see anything about an elephant, mama. And so that, 
you have to kind of figure that out. Like that's the that's the game that we play on stage and off stage. Okay, so two points. First one is um, why weren't you doing this when I was homeschooling my kids? That would have been very helpful on Monday just to let them watch your watch an episode of your your thing. So if anyone's homeschooling their kids are because you all are, you need on Mondays. Mental acuity Mondays. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Monday. So. Um, uh, I did come across a word, though. You said you don't use, like, big word. You came across the word pescatarian. Right. Now, that, that word blew my mind. I'd never heard that word before. Right. So you don't just do little word. You know, like, I knew rancid and forage. Those are words you've done in the past. Right. But then you pescatarian, and I was like, bam. I'm like, learn. I took notes and everything on that one. I still don't know how to use it in a sentence. But. You know, pescatarians, those are some interesting people because they used to call themselves vegetarians, and that wasn't right, like. You eat fish, and they used to try to tell you that fish is not meat. <laughs> so we like we got to give them a term because they can't keep sounding. Because the vegetarians are like, you are not a vegetarian. You know, you are a meat eater. You know, get out of here. They used to kick about the meaters. They used to kick about the vegetarian meat, so they had nowhere to go. So they had to create a name. Did you know that I changed to a vegan diet? I'm a vegan now. I was not aware of this. I knew you were doing yoga, so veganism wasn't that far down from the yeah, yoga. Yeah. Now here's the thing. Um, I don't. I don't know if I regret it yet. Um, but my son, he was just like um, like a chicken finger, craft dinner person. I don't know what you call that person. There's got to be a word for it. My <laughs> teenager. A teenager, yeah. Fair <laughs> so he, he decides he's going to be a vegetarian just out of the blue, like last July. Okay. And so I'm like, I'm like, well, I don't let my kids win at anything. So I'm like, fine, I'm going to be vegan, like, you know, point dad. And uh, so yeah, that seems to be an upgrade. But now I add eggs back in. So now vegans, you know, don't want to accept me. So I oh. think, I'm, yeah, you know. And I have no moral obligation to it. It's all based on health. Like, so I'm not going to flip the table if you come in with a burger in your hand, right? Right, 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 you know, right. It's, it's been helpful. It's been helpful. More energy? And, so, so what has been the benefits? Oh, my goodness. Um, without, I don't want to get uh, into some of the health problems. But so here's the thing. I, for about three years, um, I didn't realize I was sick. Like, I, I, I just, I thought I was you know, getting old and road weary. Like I've been like traveling. Tired. You just thought you were tired all the time. Yeah. But I had like things like, like, you know, I don't know what the medical term is, but I used to have to like pee like every hour at night. Oh, like, yeah, yeah. I was just like, this can't, this can't be good. But I thought it's just kind of my life going forward. <laughs> there are legitimately five health things that I discovered within about a month of changing my diet to veganism. Right. That like, for for about those three years, I never used to sleep longer than say five hours at night. I'd have to pee like every hour. Right. Within a month of that, Mike, it has now been what seven, eight months. Um, in general, now I sleep about seven hours. I never pee in the middle of the night. I can like have a meal without going to the bathroom. Like that's just and that's just like one of like this span of five health things, which I'm probably not going to go into here. Right. I think. That, that changed almost immediately. Um, one of those was, was again, lose, losing weight around here. I'm a thin guy. Right. I, I, I lost like 15 pounds within the first six weeks. I didn't know I had 15 pounds to lose. I felt trimmer. So I don't know. But if I show up, like, say, like, six months from now, 
if I'm like vitamin B12 deficient and fade away to nothingness, um, you know, I'll change my diet. But until something like that happens, um, yeah. It's, so it's, it's been a really interesting change. But I did add eggs in to because um, I, I didn't have – I didn't want to bring in like a bucket full of um, nuts and beans to get the protein. Right. So I'm like, I want my omelet. So that's why I'm not – I think I'm like an ovo-vegetarian. There's a word for you. Oh, ovo so I, I eat eggs. I'm a vegan who eats eggs. So, like but it's it. been it's been a good change. It's been a good change. Now you're you're like super, but you're you're like fit, man. You like work out way more than I do. Um, you is that a diet plan as well, or you you just you just crush it in the gym? Yeah, I mean, you know, the whole the saying is is eighty percent in the kitchen, twenty percent in the gym. So I uh, I like cookies more than abs and so i needed to make some changes because uh my my heredity i could be big man i, I mean i can get i can get huge and yeah. so being on the road and then you know just our options of meals when it's after a show is 10 o'clock 11 o'clock at night you know you find yourself in the dark side what i mean dark side i mean a uh, waffle house so I was, uh, majority of my food was coming from the Waffle House, which is not good. So I yeah. do work out. I started Orange Theory. That's been great because it gives me the ability to work out when I'm on the road. That was part of the problem for me was when I was home, I could follow a schedule. But then when I was away on the road, I'm not going to work out that hard in the gym, in the hotel. Like, I'd rather be in my room watching Netflix or something. So if I can go to Orange Theory put that hour in it then i've done it i've checked that box but i've been a yeah. little bit more cautious about my meals i do i kind of really just do a starch and a protein typically um about four times a day i don't think um i'm not i don't think it's a matter of people not understanding but like when we travel as much as we do like to have any sort of exercise program and dietary restrictions makes it really tough um, like I was, I just traveled with, uh, with Derek Tennant, you know, De you know, Derek Tennant. Yeah. Yeah. Left and arm comedy or is it right arm? It's one of those arms. So he is, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which arm is it? <laughs> he's, um, he's the opposite of me because he is a keto diet. So he can eat all the meat in the world. Right. Right. And so when we go in a restaurant, our road manager has just dietary issues in general. Um, and he's a keto diet, so he can eat meat. And I'm an ovo vegetarian, so I can't eat meat. Like right. to find the place the three of us could eat was like this disaster of its own. Right. Um, I was so thankful that we just got off the road, and the virus, you know, kind of made me stay at home because now I can eat better. Right. So, so the virus actually has helped me in a lot of ways. <laughs> well, and I, I don't like I don't like saying this because it's it's, it's kind of become rude. I, I just always when I started doing comedy. I didn't want to be a fat comedian. Like that was like my goal in life. Yeah, yeah. I just know too many of us don't put the time and the effort in keeping up our body, especially those that are, you know, faith-based Christians, you know, Christian comedians working uh, on this faith side. It's like, we just totally disregard the upkeep uh, of what we should be doing physically and spirit with yeah. our body. I don't know if we disregard it, but I don't know if we put as much emphasis on that as we do our spiritual life. 
Well, and I mean, and studies obviously have shown that that they're all intertwined, right? You're you're weak in one area, it's gonna affect it's gonna affect the others, you know. Right. Um, so in quarantine, then everyone's at home, uh, trying to like people can go one way or the other. I've seen the jokes already out there of people saying I'm getting fatter because I'm in quarantine. Um, like, how do you? You can't go to the gym now. So what well, what do you what are you doing at home now? Um, so like we're talking, we're trying, what I try to do with kind of this brief moment that we have together is, um, in, in the real life situation, what, what can Mike Goodwin kind of share to everyone else there? Like, how can you stay shape? How are you staying shape and staying healthy in a quarantine situation? Well, first I'm restricting myself from the junk, Like I just don't eat the junk. Like if I find myself like roaming into the kitchen, I'm going to get some water and get some almonds. I'm going to get some fruit. Yeah. Uh, I have a lot of Girl Scout cookies, like a lot of them, like a lot. And so I've restricted myself to no That's cookies right. during the week, through the week. And I'll get a few cookies on the weekend. Because I'm the type of person, I'll eat a box in one sitting. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. A box is gone. I can't even bring, I couldn't even bring those in, man. I would, I, got, I, would, I would devour them. I got a stash, man. I, I, I'm. I'm not embarrassed because this is who I am, but I got a lot of cookies. Yeah. And people be like, oh, you got like a couple of boxes? No. I got a lot of cookies. <laughs> Just so, as many bow ties as I have, <laughs> I have a lot of cookies. How many bow ties do you have? Do you know? I don't, but it's a lot of it's a lot of bow ties. It's, so for those of you who don't know, I mean that that's that's your that's Mike's thing, is bow tie comedy. You've got the bow tie. What what made you use that? What what started the bow tie? What what made you use that as kind of a branding tool, or wasn't even supposed to be a branding tool? You know what? When I started, I've been doing comedy about fourteen years, so I was about I think I was twenty eight when I first started. So I had been to graduate school. I was in the profession. I was an educator, and most times when you start comedy, in, in most cases, you're pretty young. You know, it's folks that are kind of fresh out of college or even before that, just somebody dared you to get on stage and you did it on a whim. I wasn't that case. I was, you know, I was, I had a family, I had a wife, uh, we were paying a mortgage. So I was just, uh, pretty established. I was established in my life. So I knew a lot about business before I started comedy. I knew about professionalism, marketing, branding. And so I just wanted to stand out. I wanted mm. to stand out. So when I started doing, uh, if even if you look at, I only did, I probably, when I first started, I probably only did about one or two shows without a bow tie. Like if you look back okay. at the beginning, I started, and I had Ascot on the times I didn't have a bow tie. So I was like, Ascot comedy doesn't sound, doesn't sound really uh, appealing. <laughs> that sounds like, like you do a comedy on a yacht or something, on, a, on, a, on some type of country club. And so, so I always knew, and that's just my personality. Like I'm, I'm not rebellious. Like I'm a follow the rules, but I'm a friend. I'm a, a what a, 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 a uh, what's the word? Um, the word guys got stumped. I'm a, a, a man. Like if uh, I'm gonna think of it in a second, but I'm I'm contrary. A criteria. A, a, a contrarian. Cr cr yes. Say it again. Contrarian. Contrarian. I couldn't get the con part out. I'm a contrarian, so I'm always, if everybody's turning right, I'm going to turn a little bit to the left, you know. So with the bow tie, 
Now I'm not a curmudgeon. <laughs> wow, I'm I got some curmudgeon aspects, but but I'm always kind of <laughs> a little bit not doing what everybody else is doing. Like I'm not the fad kind of guy. Like I'm not doing what everybody. But I'm gonna yeah, I'm the boundary pusher within the rules. Like I'm gonna do the rules. Yeah. But I'm gonna do, even when I was in the military, like I would be in formation. But I wouldn't be at attention. Like I'm, I'm doing some little sneaky, slick thing, and so that's what the yeah, yeah. the bow tie was. The bow tie. I'm in a suit. Everybody. I'm dressed up. I'm appropriate, but I got a bow tie. And then when I was wearing bow ties, they wasn't as um, ubiquitous as they are now. Like back then, they were pretty rare to see a bow tie. Now you can see a bow tie everywhere. Back then. Yeah. Bow ties were rare and they were more expensive. So you had to pay more. And people were like, well, why would I pay more for that little piece of cloth when I would get a tie? So yeah, not only was it rare, people did not want them. Like they were like, nah, I'm good. And now yeah. they've become a little bit more in fashion. You can find them all over the place. And they're in a more reasonably cost. Uh, so now people have them and they wear them a lot. Okay. So right now I know for a fact that um, there's uh, two. I, I believe anyway, there's two young comics on here. One, um, Jacob, who was just on there. He started when he was 16 years old. I met him. Um, I'm not going to be able to tell this guy what ubiquitous means. Ubiquitous we'll, means commonplace. Oh, mental it's acuity like, right here right. on calling comedians in the quarantine. So, and then we have Sheridan Richardson, who I think she might still be here. She's 18. Um, oh, awesome. Do you feel she's actually one of the ones on our roster up here? Um, and when you eventually get get up here, um, which I hope to have happen, um, you'll you'll meet her. She's been doing she's been crushing it up here. And I've been very excited working with her. But anyways, my point of this is uh, in regards to the bow tie, because like I have I have my orange shoes glass. I perform with my wool socks. I don't even wear shoes on. I don't know if you if you've seen that, but I don't wear shoes anymore. Oh, and this I saw socks, but I didn't know you didn't wear shoes. Yeah. So all of that, though, people often ask me, like, why do you do those things? And it's along with the tie, right? Like um, the, the theory is, you know, if comedy is very subjective, so if they're not going to find you funny, they, they, you better at least make sure they remember you. And, and the bow tie certainly does that for you. So right. my question to you, knowing that there's a couple of young comics that are watching right now, do you feel that comedians in general underestimate the stage persona so they spend all the time writing writing jokes and i think there's a lot of value and an underestimation in the value of creating those unique elements as well do you know what i'm saying like like do you feel that yeah, young no. comics on that well i don't even think young comics i just think people that are performers in general yeah. i think that if you communicate i mean i think what i'm trying to do is be as authentic of myself off stage as I am on stage. I'm trying to close the gap between the guy that you see on stage to the guy right. that I am off stage. And I I think I'm pretty entertaining. I think I'm a pretty I think I'm a better dude than I am a comedian. So like if you like me as a comedian, you would love me as a, as a person. And I'm but I don't think people love me like a comedian like they like me like a person. So I there's a little bit of a gap there. And I'm trying to get people to see that Mike's a good dude, whether I'm on stage or off stage. So I think that, it, to your point, what makes you stand out for the young mm -hmm. comics? I think that being funny, if you're a comedian, like people always, I, this kind of irks me a little bit. If you're like, is he funny comedian? 
Well, you're supposed to be a comedian. You're supposed to be funny if you're a comedian. Like that's the, right. That should be checked off the box. That should just be standard. Right. Uh, yeah. But unfortunately, we got some uh, some uh, <laughs> some riffraff out here that using the term <laughs> the term yeah. riffraff is definitely a different type. But there's some people that don't value the craft or their sense of humor may not be, like you said, it's subjective. So it may not be what you're looking for. Like somebody may be hilarious to another person, but they're not hilarious to you because it's subjective. Right. So yes, being funny on stage is important. But I think what is just as important is to have a sense of business. You know, your, your, your marketing, how can someone contact you? Do you have a website, business cards, is there an Instagram? Do you have a digital footprint? You know, those things are important. But yes. then what do you bring? Like, what? why would people want to connect with you? Like, what is it about you that makes yeah. me want to say, you know what? I'm going to follow this guy. I'm going to go to his shows. I'm going to tell other people about him. Because the thing with comedians are, you can go to a show and be like, man, that was so funny. And it's like, well, who did you see? Uh, I saw this dude, you know, what was his joke? Uh, like being funny isn't enough you know and so yeah. i think there's other components that um that's important to cultivate as you learn your voice and i think that takes time that i didn't wake up knowing bow tie comedy and all of its elements but i had a, a piece right. of it well one of those comics so jacob just wrote in here um he uses the green glasses around my neck as my logo because of what you told me when we were in Pasadena. So I was down there for, um, in Pasadena for uh, Leslie Norris Townsend, Joby Sad, they do the clean yeah, yeah, comedy. Yeah. That's where I met Jacob here, who's, who was 16 when he started doing comedy. So that's awesome, Jacob. I'm glad I, glad I said something that, uh, that helped you out. So he, he, he's, he's now using some sort of branding element. Um, and I, I think that's so important, especially as young as he is in the, in the game right now. Um, that's awesome. That's awesome to see. Um, we were talking with, uh, with Sheridan who works with us up here and, um, she, I, you know, I'll, I won't fill in all the details, but one of her, her conversations with me was about, um, something she wanted to do visually on stage and didn't know if she should, cause she thought it might make her look unprofessional. And my, my throwback to her was, no, no, on stage, you have one goal or two, I guess, be unique and be funny Right. where, where you are professional is in your prep, is in how you deal with people, in how you market and brand your stuff. On stage, you just got to be funny. Right. So if that means you're wearing a beanie on your head, um, you, that may not look professional, but in comedy, you don't need to look professional on stage. It's right. everything else. Right. You, right. you got to make people laugh and stand out on stage. Right. And, and, and here's the other thing I realized. I've been, and this is me, you know, I don't, I don't know what other comics will do. I spent way too much time trying to adjust myself to the audience versus putting my will on the audience and sharing with the audience who I am. Right. So I'm yeah. trying to show up if it's an all white crowd. So I probably use less slang. And then if it's an all black crowd, I probably will be a little bit more demonstrative. Or if I'm in a church crowd, you know, I'm going to be a little, you know, you, you have all these different 
little quirks that you start trying to make these changes. And it's like, they hired me to be me. They didn't hire me to come here and be a version of myself. Right. So show up and be who you are. And if you think it's funny, the audience will let you know, like, it's not that difficult. Like she can do that thing. And people will be like, hey, that was very unprofessional. And you're like, yep, you were absolutely correct. <laughs> or you can do it, and they love it. Like, the cook, like I found it funny. Yo, what's up, Roddy Perry? That's, man, this is one of the OGs in comedy. Man, I, I can't say enough good stuff about, about Roddy. Uh, Rodney. Here's the Thanks. thing that happens with comedy is, I, I, and I'm going to start doing stuff about how people are offended. Like, I got this new thing I'm going to talk about offense is cleanser to the soul it's good to be offended it's good for you you know it's good to uh have your feelings hurt have something kind of it makes you have some understanding of who you are what's your belief system like it's okay to be offended uh, but yeah. somebody came to me at the end of the show and you know the whole deal you know they kind of hang around and they give you like hey and, and at the end of it they're like i love the show but and so the lady told me you know, this one, <laughs> one joke, which didn't even, but she was offended. And so she said, I just want to let you know that I was offended. And I was like, that's good. That's good for you. I'm glad that you were offended also. And so I, I my conversation was, I did not, I don't come to the stage to offend you. I come to the stage to, to make you laugh. But the joke that she tell, told me that was offensive, the whole room is laughing. I'm like, were you not paying attention to everybody that was in the room? Like, tell me the joke that doesn't work that's offensive. And I'll stop. That's probably the joke I'll stop doing. I don't do the jokes that people don't laugh at. I do the jokes that people laugh at. Yeah. And so, yeah, man, I'm not trying to uh, say offensive things. I'm not an offensive comment. Uh, but, you know, you're going to say things that, that, rub people a, a particular type of way well i think if we if we actually try oh, to see, set... somebody asked me what that joke was that was offensive so here's the joke oh are you gonna oh, oh don't pretend yeah hey no no yeah i don't hey if you are a disclaimer if you are prone to highly being offended this joke may be like we gotta do a what are the thing disclaimers but no here's the joke it's not even an offensive joke so the joke okay, i talk about how i was at the gym and I saw this woman, her pants said yoga, but her butt said McDonald's. And so. I love that one. <laughs> so if your butt says McDonald's, I'm sure that's an offensive joke. I'm just making an observation. Like, I'm not coming for people. Yeah. I'm not saying that you, I'm not saying you shouldn't wear a particular clothes. The pants said yoga, but her butt said McDonald's. That. That's funny. Like, even if your butt says McDonald's, you should laugh because it's a funny yeah. joke. I that offended that somebody yeah. was offended by it. And, and that's, again, like, I can, I can spend my whole life, like, being so fearful. Yeah. Hey, man, I'm offensive people. And I'm, I'm, and I'm sorry. I, I don't come here to offend. I'm not coming in a heart of malice. I'm coming with a heart of love. Do you, do you find, um, I, I've, I found this to be true, that there's a lot of people who, because, I mean, in general, in our realm right now, in terms of where we perform, I mean, once again, the, the level of offense is, is, is fairly low. I mean, but 
I find that a lot of the people that get offended at things now aren't even offended on their behalf. They're like, if my friend was here, they would have been so offended. I'm like, did you find it funny? They're like, oh yeah, but if my friend was here, it's like, oh, I don't care about your friend. Did you enjoy that or what? Tim, I talk about this all the time. People are offended, are, are offended on behalf of somebody else. Like, yeah. Yeah. how are you speaking? And they're not even able to enjoy the joke. And the people that they're offended of, they they love the joke. Like those are the people that are like, oh man, that's a good joke. Yeah. I really enjoyed that joke. Yeah, so that we're in this weird time where like people are offended on behalf. Oh, I think I lost you. You froze up on me, man. I, I don't even know if you can see me right now. still there man um okay so i don't know if uh if mike can even see me right now but um i'm gonna talk for a couple uh technology issue wait oh he's gone all right mike come back in mike come back in if you can uh for those of you who have been been watching the show uh my name is timmy boyle from upstanding comedy and we've been uh we're doing this show called uh calling comedians in quarantine um, this is show six here with Mike Goodwin. Every every day until this quarantine ends, we're going to be um, calling up comedians and uh, talking about comedy and life. And this has been this has been awesome. I mean, this has almost been a, in some elements a masterclass. Uh, Mike, Mike is a, a, a true professional. And uh, let's see if we can bring Mike back in here. Let's uh, let's see what we can do here. So we're about to close off the show, and so this is going to be kind of the goodbye. Hello, Crystal. Thanks for the Timmy. Mike, there you are. Hey, Instagram got offended. Yeah, I'm... yeah, yeah. The gov <laughs> government was listening, man. <laughs> so uh, um, I, I want to kind of, we're, we're going to get ready to go here. I don't want I didn't want to keep you that this long. And I, I'm thankful so much for that you're on the show. Um, but I did want to touch um, on this very particular thing. Uh, you're, you have the what you're not going to do phrase. Right. right. What you're not going to do. Uh, tell everyone who's been in right now what you're not going to do in quarantine. All right. So what you're not going to do is uh, not wash your hands. That's uh, the first thing. Uh, that's what you're not going to do. Uh, what you're not going to do is sit around eating Girl Scout cookies all day. That's what you're not going to do. What you're not going to do is email updates of how many people have died during the coronavirus. <laughs> I got a, hey, a sister-in-law. You would think. She was the head of the CDC. We get so many updates. She's sending graphs. She's sending <laughs> pictures. I really want to get, we in a group me type situation. I really want to leave, but you can't leave. I, this is the family. This is all the in-laws. <laughs> and yeah. I'm like, hey, man, I don't want the updates. <laughs> That's the best one. What you're not going to do is send <laughs> updates, people. I watch TV. I read the news. Like, I'm informed. I'm not out here reckless, touching people without putting my hands in my face and my mouth and my ears and my nose. Like, I, I got it. I'm in the house. I'm following the so rules. Here, so here's my, here's my what you're not going to do. I'm going to use your what you're not going to do, okay? Yeah, yeah. This one. So I don't know for sure, but I'm pretty sure they're zombies, right? Because that's what they said this thing was going to head towards, right? <laughs> so I'm convinced. I'm convinced, Mike, that... Um, there are kids wandering the streets right now, not listening to this whole quarantine thing. Right. And they're going to come across the zombie and the zombie is going to like, cause the zombie wants their brain, right? That's what the zombie wants. 
And the zombie is going to offer them things, anything. The zombies will offer you anything for your brain, right? They'll do whatever. They'll offer you free things. They'll offer you bow ties. They'll do whatever they want. And I just want to say to the kids right now, what you're not going to do is accept an offer for your brain, right? Like I think that's your brain, your brain is for thinking, not for eating, right? <laughs> yeah, I think that's a valid one. Hey, shout out to True King 803. We went to basic train together. I think that's my man, Keith. But I, I don't know because he got these symbols. He got the truth. If this is Keith Harrison, I, I I think that's who it is. But he's true king on Instagram, so I don't know who these people are <laughs> with these new terms. Well, um, buddy, I I, uh, I cannot wait for um, this whole thing to end, however long that's going to be, because um, I, I really hope uh, to have you back up here. Um, we can tour again together. And so whenever that happens, um, I hope we can make that happen. Um, I want to thank you though for taking time today and maybe in the future. I mean, if this thing goes on forever, I only know seven comedians, so I'll probably have to rotate them. I was only planning, I was planning to be in quarantine for like seven days, and you now it was a week. You like the comedy club, <laughs> yeah, appearing this week from <laughs> Thursday <laughs> to Sunday. <laughs> Two shows. We're doing a seven o'clock and a nine o'clock. <laughs> I might have to extend the show and bring on a couple comics tonight, but right, yeah, get some um, openers. Uh, I, I just want to, I want to wish you and your family that, that you stay well, man. And we'll stay, we'll stay in touch throughout this. Um, and, uh, continue to keep, keep laughing. Um, where's everyone going to find you online here? How can they find your stuff? Okay. Check me out at Bowtie Comedy on Instagram, on, uh, on, uh, Facebook. I'm a comedian, Mike Goodwin. I also have a YouTube page that you can check out. Um, Comedian Mike Goodwin on YouTube. But I have a mental acuity Monday that I put up every Monday. Yeah. I have a what you're not going to do Wednesday. Even on Tuesday and Thursday, I'll put, uh, like, I've started putting these little video things to communicate kind of my sentiment on things. So I'll find popular memes or videos, and I'll say uh, it'll express how I'm looking at a situation. So I do those yeah. on uh, Tuesdays and Thursdays. That's and beautiful. I'll probably be going live at some point. I mean, that's the... People are asking, like, hey, man, you need to go live. And I'm like, what am I this talking might, about? This might be our new reality for a little while, man. I just want to make people laugh. And I avoided doing something like this. This virus forced me to do this. I kept thinking, oh, I don't have the right sound. I don't have the proper lighting. Right, right. And that's like, I just, I need an, op I need an outlet. And let's, so this, do this it. is it. This is it. So thanks, man, for coming on here. Uh, have an awesome evening tonight. And uh, everybody is, is a must follow. And just so you know, Mike, um, I, I treasure your friendship. Uh, I admire you as a comic, and I'm a fan as well. I think I think you're brilliantly hilarious. So a must follow uh, Bowtie Comedy, Mike Goodwin. Oh, thank uh, you, Timmy. Thank you, sir. Such kind words. No, I appreciate you, my friend. Uh, have a great night tonight, and we'll talk. We'll talk to you again. All right. Peace. All right. Take care, buddy. Hey, everybody! Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Calling Comedians in Quarantine. Please take a moment to like, share, subscribe, and ring the little bell so you and your friends don't miss any of the laughs. Episodes will be uploaded here at Timmy's Shorts daily until I run out. And be sure to check out the description below for links to connect with myself or my guests on social media, support us by buying merchandise, and also download the podcast version of this show. Until next time, remember, your brain, it's for thinking, not for eating. So just say no to zombies. My name's Timmy Boyle.